Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. Hey, Kieran. Yes? Do you want to do a podcast? Not where really. Where we spoil what we don't know, like Javert going splat. But if you didn't want to hear that, you shouldn't be listening to the show. Wow, that was actually really good. Thank you. I'm sorry I stepped on it a little <laughs> there at the start. It's all right. I caught you off guard, I guess, but I wrote wow. that for you, inspired by the movie of this week. Yes. So this week we're talking about Frozen 2, if the title wasn't obvious enough already. Yes. Now, before we start getting into what we think is going to happen in the plot of Frozen 2, we're just going to explain if there's any first-time listeners out there, if there's any first-time big fans Some of Frozen. Fresh blood. Tuning in to find out what we think is going to happen in Frozen 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we do on this show typically is we look at the trailer the poster, anything we can get our hands on, any sort of promotional material, and we try and work out as much of the plot as we humanly can. That's right. And then we'll sit down, watch the movie, dissect it, and see how close we got. Yes. We'll see if we can predict things before the movie even comes out. And I just want to point out as well, if you're not aware, not only are we available on iTunes, but we're also available on Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, of all things. That's right. Google Podcasts, and hopefully soon, iHeartRadio. So we should be everywhere that podcasts can be found. You'll be able to see us everywhere. You won't or be hear able us to, even. You won't be able to bump into the podcast You won't see world. us anywhere, <laughs> unless you know You'll us. You'll see our logo. Yeah, but you Maybe. will hear us anywhere that you listen. So where do you listen, Matty D? Uh, I'm an Apple podcast type ah. of guy, but I also have Podbean as well and Pocket Podcasts. Wow, there we go. I can't say that we're in Pocket Podcasts, but maybe one day. Well, we'll just scratch that out and just say that I listen to Apple Podcasts. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so what do we know about Frozen 2 so far? So we know a little bit more than we have known. So this movie has been teased for quite a while, been spoken about for quite a while. We had a teaser a while ago, mm-hmm. which didn't give a lot of information. And, and that's pretty much all we've had. Until very recently, we got... Uh, an actual official trailer, which is limited in its information. It shows a lot of visuals. Uh, We can dissect some plot points from it, but it's not very generous with its information. But it doesn't need to be because I'm sure a lot of people are very excited for this movie. The first one was such a massive hit. We should speak briefly about the first movie. Now, if you weren't aware, it's loosely based on the Hans Christian Andersen fairy tale, The Snow Queen. Now, when I say loosely, it is extremely loosely because I actually read a bit about the plot of that movie before I sat down and watched Frozen for the first time. I bet it didn't help at all. No, it didn't. And I was kind of hoping that I'd be able to get little juicy nuggets of info that could be used for this plot prediction. No. I'm guessing not. It's not going to help at all. Those t- fairy tales were often quite grim as well. I don't think you're going to get that in no, a Disney, no, not Disney at all. movie. I've got to ask straight away, what is your history with Frozen? Because as I just said, I only just watched the movie within 24 yeah. hours of recording this show. So well, I remember this movie coming out and the massive hype excitement and hype around it and people saying that it was unlike any Disney movie ever made beforehand. Uh, I didn't watch it in cinemas, but I watched it afterwards just to check it out and haven't really revisited it since. Is it your kind of movie though? Um, I can appreciate it. I don't think we're really the general audience, but Disney... I, or- I prefer Tangled. Can I say that? I yeah. thought Tangled it's was a much It's along the same more- lines as Tangled. Tangled came out the same year, and I just thought Tangled was a better movie, and I didn't understand why Frozen got more, more of the attention. Acclaim. Not that it was bad. I, I liked it, but... I thought Tangled was better. I was actually very surprised to discover that Frozen wasn't a Pixar movie. It's not? No, it's not. Oh, it's flat Disney? Yeah, it's straight up standard go. Disney animation. Disney, Disney is kicking that. So I think they're very much lamp, trying to... Lamp out and just saying, nope, we're doing things our way. Yes, they are. But I think they're very much trying to emulate the Pixar style. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because I think most people would be tricked almost into thinking that yeah. this is a Pixar movie. Same with Tangled. Tangled's the same. 
It's not a Pixar movie? Not a Pixar movie. Oh, there you go. But it didn't take me long to realise that it wasn't a Pixar movie when I was watching it for the first time last night because... You didn't see the lamp? Yeah, didn't see the jumping lamp, didn't see all the little cute cameos from other movies in the series, but I also find that Pixar generally has more mature themes, a more mature subtext than your standard Disney fare. Also, the way that they use songs in Pixar movies, unless the movie itself is specifically a musical, it's not done the same way that your Aladdins, your Lion Kings incorporate musical numbers. Really to get forward the plot. Pixar musicals. I'm not. No. I'm struggling to think of any. Actually, I'm sure there's some. I'm sure some Disney. They'll have probably score music. They'll yelling have at me right Randy now, Newman <laughs> mumbling and slurring in the background, right. but they won't have the characters singing and dancing, giving context mm. to the plot through music. I think it's worth mentioning how big this movie was for yes. the younger generation. I mean, it was almost a phenomenon with every little girl loving Elsa and those songs playing everywhere. A lot you of older women loving you Elsa too. Couldn't get away from Frozen. The soundtrack yeah. yeah it was huge and I predict that this movie coming up might have the same reaction and it certainly will have people coming into the cinemas to watch it yes now they're gonna have a very big challenge of trying to outdo the popularity of let it go yeah I don't personally think they're going to be able to come up with another song that's going to do as well. They're not going to be able to capture lightning let in a bottle. Let it go again. Let yeah. it go again. Yeah, that's what I thought. If they can just do the song again, find a reason to do it a second time, then maybe it'll work. But I don't think they're just going to reuse what they've done before, at least music-wise anyway. Now, one thing, I mentioned subtext before. Now, one thing that a lot of people have read into the movie, and it's a very big talking point about that original Frozen movie, is Elsa's sexuality. Have you heard this before? Um, I've heard in a brief remark about this movie that they're not going into her having any romance at all. Yeah, so So in Frozen 2, we're talking original Frozen still. So what was your takeaway on this supposed subtext anyway? Did you see it all in the movie? I watched the movie. Did you read that into it? Elsa's sexuality was not something I ever thought of. I didn't notice any subtext. (laughs) I went in looking for it, to be honest. Really? I went in looking desperately to see if I could see this subtext that so many people have pointed out, but I I personally didn't see it at all. I I didn't see any suggestions. You don't of see her, sexuality. her with a woman, with a man, really, so... No. But it doesn't matter, because it didn't affect the actual narrative. The no, narr- it didn't. That, the story was never about that. In fact, the story was sort of anti that in, in a little bit of a, a way. Now, a lot of people have said that Elsa represents a positive image of LGBT youth, with her song Let It Go symbolising her coming out. That's like her coming out moment in the movie, according to some people. Okay. Now, other people have claimed that the movie itself is attempting to normalise homosexuality in order to target a young audience, so a lot of... Evangelical people are saying this. Okay. So it's not just people who see it as a positive image, it's people as well who are seeing it as a negative image. So right. both sides are seeing huh. Elsa as a lesbian character, basically, well, as I guess an, a member of the LGBT community. There's an element of truth, isn't there? Because, I mean, isn't that song all about just being who you are? So, yeah, in a way, but that's not I mean... specific to coming out or being a lesbian <laughs> or gay or trans or whatever. I mean, if, if they want to have that, then that's great for them, for that community, I guess. Now, other people as well have said that Elsa only represents homosexuality in a superficially progressive way. Okay. So they still believe... This is all completely new to me. I never... I watched a Disney movie. Well, this is why I'm going into it. Okay, yeah, go on. Of course, when I say superficially progressive, I mean that she is an attractive woman. Mm. So attractive lesbians have long been objectified by heterosexual males. Okay. For basically since the dawn of time. So it isn't a taboo and it isn't really that progressive. Again, this is the opinion.
opinion of some people. So, so. people were mad that it wasn't Well, they're saying realistic? if you want to challenge your audience, if you want to challenge the audience, make it a gay male on screen. Right, or it, if it's a woman... I don't think Frozen's intention an, was ever yeah, to exactly. challenge anyone. That's the thing. So the screenwriter, Jennifer Lee, she's been asked about this over and over really? and over. Wow. And she's never said, she's never actually said whether Elsa is flat out straight or gay. She has just said, I know the character that I wrote, but I want to leave it up to the audience's interpretation. That's genius. Then so, everybody yeah, wins. She's dancing That's around. That's genius. That's so but, smart. as you mentioned before, there was a big campaign for Elsa to have a girlfriend in Frozen 2, but the screenwriters have already said the filmmakers themselves, Disney themselves, have already confirmed that this will not be the case because Elsa is not defined by her romantic interest. Also, controversial thing, Disney are not that progressive, I don't think. No. Not at this point. I mean, they can they have like a, to pretend they are. I mean, they can have a guy dancing with another guy and pat themselves on the back in Beauty yeah. and the Beast, but I don't in the think... background very briefly. Yeah, that's where they're at at the moment. I don't think they're going to be pushing any boundaries no, and upsetting their um, not. their other fan base. Let's yes. just say so. So if they implicitly said that she was a lesbian and going as far as having a have a relationship, hold a hand, my even, little girl ain't watching this. Yes, even having a chaste kiss with a woman, you're going to divide. Oh my god, half it'll the explode. Trump will be up there yes. <laughs> banning people from Disney. Do you get these lesbian <laughs> Disney movies ruining our children? I missed Disney before it was all this. <laughs> as well as dividing half of their American audience, which is probably their largest box office income, they're going to divide their Chinese audience. They're going to completely isolate their Chinese audience right. as well because Chinese films aren't allowed to have, or any movie that screens in China aren't allowed to have gay characters in them, gay subplots or gay themes. Yeah. So you can get away with having a character mention that he happens to be gay like in Avengers Endgame. Remember that, that random character who didn't even have a name just happened to mention he went on a date with a guy? No. I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't remember because no, it was so blink and you'll miss it. Right. That was, by the way, they promised when the movie was coming out that Avengers Endgame would have Marvel's first openly gay character. It was a man in group therapy right at the beginning of the movie. Oh, him, right. Yeah. Okay. It was actually one of the Russo brothers who played that character, right. by the way. Okay. And that was the first openly gay Marvel yes. character? Yes. Okay. Officially. <laughs> All right. All right. So, yeah, that was able to sneak by Chinese audiences without causing a fuss because they can just change the subtitles and say he dated a woman and they wouldn't be any wiser unless they spoke both languages. Yeah. But they're not going to go as far as, you know, having explicit Disney girl-on-girl sex in Frozen 2. So It all comes down to the money. Yes, yes. So okay. they don't want to offend anybody, but at the same time, they want to seem progressive as possible. So it's just going to be an issue that they ignore totally. And it if you want to read it, imagination. if you want to continue to read in your fantasy land that Elsa is a lesbian, by all means, go ahead. Maybe she's asexual. Maybe. I think she is, to be honest. Maybe. Now, I can tell you my plot does not go into that at no, all. No, neither does mine. But when I... I was watching this movie looking for this specific subtext. I just want to don't want to talk too much about this, even though this has been most of the show so far. But I looked for the subtext. <laughs> I had no idea this if was a where thing. to take Maddie D. Yep. If we're to take mm-hmm. the fact that she goes out into the wilderness, she has this big song, she releases her powers for the first time as a, a metaphor, metaphor for her coming out sexually. Yeah. or sexuality speaking, then what is the subtext of her powers being used in the beginning of the movie to accidentally harm her sister, causing her parents to magically wipe her memory of this traumatic event and letting <laughs> her only remember the happy memories? I, what I, subtext I know what are we supposed to this. get from that? And the fact that she's upset when her sister decides to marry a man at the drop of a hat, basically. 
Well, I think that people more thinking about just that one society scene, shunning the song itself. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if you're going to read the homosexuality subtext into that one moment, you've got to take the subtext everywhere else in the movie, and it doesn't work when you break it down and analyze it. That's all I wanted to say. So you really looked for it, and it ruined it for you. Well, not yeah. ruined it well, for it didn't you, ruin it, it for me. It but it's just it didn't work on a subtextual level. Look, is all if, I'm saying. If it makes the frozen experience good for you, that's fantastic. Yeah, I think the message the the message works. The same? I think you can take that message in the song itself. If you isolate the song from the movie, you can absolutely have that interpretation from the song, from the lyrics, not from the character in the movie, is what I'm saying. But we need to stop reading too much into these movies. We say doing a podcast just doing that. (laughs) Yes, Doing exactly that. We should start talking about reading too much into the trailer for Frozen (laughs) 2. Let's do it. But first of all, let's talk about who's in the movie. Let's do it. Now reprising her role as Elsa herself. We've talked so much about her already. Yep is Idina Menzel. Now, if you're not familiar with her, she's basically a massive Broadway musical star over in the US and worldwide, I suppose. And Mm. she's probably most famous for playing the Wicked Witch of the West in the Wicked musical, if you're familiar with that. I can't remember the character's name. I've seen that musical, but I don't think I've seen her in it. Yeah, well, she played the most iconic version of that. She was, I think, the original Broadway cast member. Cool. And if you listen to the most famous recording of, what's the big song from that movie? I keep thinking Let It Go. It might as well be. It's basically the same song. Oh, Defying Gravity. Yeah, Defining Gravity. Typically, her version is the most famous recorded version as well. So that's basically how she got the gig. In fact, a lot of the actors are Broadway actors in Frozen really cool. and in this movie that's as well. That's really cool to see that because so I know for a long time Disney had the big, actor and yeah. then a separate singer. Big singers weren't given these roles so it's really cool to see that they're giving opportunities. Absolutely. It's a really smart idea. But weirdly enough sometimes they don't even sing a song. Like they'll get these Broadway actors who can eh. sing and act and then just give them voice only lines. Yeah. Well, oh well. They have good voices. So <laughs> now playing Elsa's sister, Anna, mm. is uh, Kristen Bell. Yeah. Gossip Girl herself, aka Veronica Mars herself. Veronica Mars, is she in Gossip Girl? Yes, she is Gossip Girl. She's the voice of Gossip Girl. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's the big secret. Why did you tell me that? I didn't know that. That's a spoiler, I guess, for Gossip Girl. <laughs> I used to like that show. I never finished it. I didn't know she was got. Damn. I don't think they ever revealed that she is. Oh, she's just the voice? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I never, I've never seen an episode, Matty mm. D. I thought the gossip now, girl was somebody else. I anyway. do actually know Kristen Bell personally as Flora from Deadwood, who's basically... You should have just stopped at, I knew her personally. Yeah. She's well, a friend I'm, of the yeah, show. Yeah, she's a great friend of mine. <laughs> but no, she plays a character in Deadwood who basically gets beaten to death by right. Cy Tolliver, one of the main characters. I love that anyone in Deadwood is just like an instant tick in your book. If they've yeah. been in Deadwood, they're like, I like this actor. Yeah, absolutely. She did a good job. <laughs> she did half brain dead pretty well in yeah, Deadwood. An actor who I'm not entirely as familiar with, not that I'm entirely mm. familiar with Kristen Bell is Jonathan Groff, who plays Kristoff. Yep. Now, he is... Frozen one? Yeah, he's probably (laughs) best known for being in Frozen, but he was also in Glee. He's another Broadway musical actor. Yeah. And he also plays the main character in Mindhunter. Oh, there you go. Which is the show with the guy who played Charles Manson in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Ah. He plays Charles Manson on that show as well. There you go. Now, I know an actor that you're familiar with. Oh, yeah, bring him in. Yeah, returning as Olaf is Josh Gad, who was LeFou in Beauty and the Beast. We mentioned him before. He did. And he he was in your Grand Theft Auto. He was. He was in my Grand Theft Auto movie. Well, where else do you know him from, Matty D? Why are you a big fan of this actor? What else has he done? He was- Olaf. Yeah, Olaf. He did a a few comedies, right? And he also did the original Book of Mormon, I think. Yes, you're right. He was in that. He was, I think, in the original Broadway version of that. He's done a lot of Broadway as well. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm I'm thinking of a lot of not- Who's Seth Rogen's friend? (laughs) 
Jonah Hill? <laughs> he does look like Jonah no, Hill. No, not Jonah Hill. I think he's in a lot of those style movies, though. Is he? I think so. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not really familiar with Josh Gad myself, but I thought you'd be the expert this week, nope. but apparently not. Moving on. Santino Fontana is returning as Hans. In what capacity? We don't know. I don't think he's going to be able to pull the wool over anyone's eyes this time. Who's Hans? Who's Hans? Is he the bad guy in the first one? Yes. Okay. He was Anna's betrothed in the first movie. <laughs> Does not appear. The... Right. I need to make some slight additions. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how much he's going to appear in the movie. It might just be a little reference, but mm. yeah, he's not going to be able to trick everyone again. Or will he? Tune in later to find out. Yeah. Now, he again is known mostly for Broadway musicals. So this is where they're pooling most of their talent from. Now, some first-timers to the Frozen universe, playing Anna and Elsa's mother. I don't think she ever had a voice actor in the first movie, or if she did, I don't think it was this same voice actor, playing Queen Iduna, is Evan Rachel Wood. Now, if you're not familiar with Evan Rachel Wood, she played the lead robot girl on Westworld. Mm. Have you seen that show at all? Yeah, well, she's yeah, the main yeah. girl in that. Yeah. You've probably seen her more without clothes on than you did with clothes on. Yeah. And now, she also played the main character in a movie called 13, which is basically about a young girl discovering drug sexuality right. and making poor decisions in early high oh, school. Oh, okay. That's that's relevant. Basically, a more adult version of... Frozen. <laughs> well, well, no, I was going to say the plot of Inside Out. Right. Just to reference another Disney movie that I know you're familiar with. Now, the last person I wanted to talk about playing Lieutenant Destin Matthias... Yes. ...is Sterling K. Brown, mm. who I'm not familiar with at all. No. I couldn't even tell you one thing he's done. No. I think he's he was, got a still up, I think though. Was we in can a see sh- what his character looks like. Yeah. He was in a show called This Is Us, I think. Right. I could be wrong, but yeah. He was in some show. He's famous for some show, but yeah. Never seen him before. Not familiar with him. Can't really speak to his credit. Maybe this will be his big role if (laughs) This Is Us isn't already. Yeah, maybe. Now, I had a bit of trouble working him into my plot, knowing so little about the character. He's he's in mine. (laughs) Okay, I look forward to hearing He's in mine. Don't worry. Yeah, we should start talking straight away. Let's do it. What we think is going to happen. Now, I think it's my turn to go first. I think you are the first person. So, how did you feel firstly going Mm. into it? Because you watched this last night. Yeah. So, in the lead up to the show, Matty D, if you listen to the last episode we recorded, Jojo Rabbit, right at the end, Manny D was lamenting the idea of having to predict yeah. the plot of this movie. He yeah. was, I was not not happy. I've been not looking forward to this because we knew this movie was coming for a really long time. So yeah. we knew that we had to do a show about it and I was not happy to do one. So. Yeah. So I watched the trailer for this movie mm. and I went, I have no idea what's going to happen in that movie, but maybe that's just because I hadn't <laughs> right. seen the movie yet, the right. original Frozen yet. So yep. last night I sat down, I watched Frozen. Wasn't really at all what I was expecting from the movie. So the fact that the plot of the original movie wasn't what I'd predicted was already a bad sign. Yeah, right. But then straight afterwards, I watched the trailer again and I went, I think I know what's going to happen, but not really. All right. Man, and this is a really difficult movie to predict. This kind of movie, a fantasy world. A lot of songs peppered through. Yeah. So anything could happen in the movie. Yeah. And the trailer sort of seems to indicate that we're going to go into a world that we don't understand. So the fact that I'm very new to the Frozen verse, (laughs) the fact that it's not at all similar to the source material, just, I don't know, this may be the most challenging prediction that I've ever sat and tried to work out. Wow. Easily. More difficult than Godzilla which I just basically did on the spot because I had nothing. But yeah, I struggled. I really struggled. So I don't know how you could be so confident because I am not confident at all. It all came to me in a dream, Kieran. Really? No. Okay. Well, in a way, I guess it did. Mm, Okay, we'll see. So how much more can I delay this prediction? Rip that Band-Aid off. I would be happy just to say straight away (laughs) if I get one thing. Elsa's in the movie. Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> if I get one detail that isn't in a trailer, I will be happy. Aside from that, I know it's going to be a clusterfuck. I know it's going to be awful, but you're just going to have to go with Children me Children are, wa- are listening, Kieran. Well, they should have read the explicit tag in the episode. <laughs> so I think the movie will start not dissimilarly to the original movie with a flashback to a younger version of Queen Aduna and King Agnar. They're not like kids, but they're recently married. Maybe Queen Aduna has a little baby bump there with what we would presume is little Elsa in her tum-tum. It's really cold. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's just like heat waves coming off it, like little steam (laughs) coming off her belly. (laughs) God. So their castle will be visited by a mysterious snow witch. (gasps) Sort of like the start of Beauty and the Beast, Mm -hmm. if you remember that. Or maybe even Rumpelstiltskin. And the Snow Witch will demand that unless they hand over their firstborn child to her, their kingdom will be enveloped in a permanent winter. I like your original ideas. Yes. You saw the original movie, didn't you? (laughs) So the king and queen will refuse quite naturally. And so the witch decides that on their firstborn child's 18th birthday, the king and queen themselves... She will be a lesbian. (laughs) No. No. Will become slaves to the Snow Witch. Okay. So that's sort of explaining why... Elsa has powers? No. Well, yeah, partially, partially, but why the parents aren't there. That's why they left and never came back. Oh. This whole deal seems pretty crappy to the king and queen. They're going, okay, so we either have to give up our daughter or we have to be slaves. So let's just go with slaves because that's the more noble thing to do. And so in order to guarantee that this will happen, the the Snow Witch will cast a spell on Queen Iduna to ensure this connection with their firstborn daughter. Mm. So as you mentioned before, this is how Elsa got her magic powers. I know it seems like a stretch, but you're going to have to go no, with No, no, I, I think that makes perfect logical sense in the Disney world. So as I mentioned before, as we saw in the first movie, the king and queen set off to sea and never return, and we now know why. So they didn't abandon and they didn't die in a storm. No, there was no need to put that black veil down over the picture of them since they're alive and presumably in indentured servitude for the rest of their lives. That's almost worse. Yeah, it is. We're a, getting there. What a downer you've started We're us on. We're getting there. There better be an uplifting song very soon. Yes. We're going to have a song here. <laughs> it's going to be... Slaves forever. Quirky. It's going to be quirky. It's going to be involving... We're a, miserable. No, we don't see the parents. We just see them leave. Okay. So we're going to move forward three years after the events of the first movie. Anna and Kristoff are still not yet married because Anna still hasn't decided on all their details of their elaborate wedding. And Kristoff himself is getting restless. He's basically spent his whole entire life being in adventures, cutting up ice, yeah. out in the wilderness with his moose. He's been a nomad. Yeah. And so he doesn't like this rich royalty lifestyle that he has spent the last three years living it up so he's getting anxious and Anna I suppose she's giving him cold feet by talking so much about what's going to happen in this great wedding of theirs so I think the song will be Anna oh well oh well oh well oh tell me more (laughs) tell me more will we have a huge cake (laughs) no it's going to be Anna singing about how great the wedding's going to be and it's going to be Christoph sharing his second thoughts his cold feetness I wish I was out there not in here yeah cold feetness appropriate because he used to cut up ice yeah now meanwhile Elsa is having reoccurring dreams where she's being called to the unknown land far from the kingdom of Arendelle and she's clearly being summoned or called by the snow witch through magical means Along with this, Elsa is also starting to lose her ice powers. Oh, no. So the ice in their Uh, kingdom is starting to melt, but she's noticed that her powers are starting to fade as the years progress. And she's going, why is this happening? This isn't necessarily a bad thing, but... Why can't you freeze a wave, right? Yeah, that's right. We're getting there. 
Elsa makes her dreams known to her friends and her closest advisors, and her parents' old military advisor, Lieutenant Destin Matthias, <laughs> informs her of the curse that the Snow Witch put on her parents since he was there all those years so ago. So why didn't you say it earlier? I don't <laughs> know why Destin. he's never said like, anything oh, about it before. By the way, guys, this might be a little bit but important to your lives. Maybe it wasn't important because it's not until now that Elsa is getting the call. Oh, that reminds me, guys. This one time a Snow yeah. Witch came down to the castle, enslaved your parents. And and the elder troll who was also there, right? By the way, the elder troll Just is also out. a love expert for some reason. He is also aware of the curse because he was understanding of how Elsa's powers worked in the first movie. But he's also aware of the curse, and he explains that the reason that the Snow Witch wants to steal away Elsa in the first place is because the witch herself couldn't have children of her own. Oh, and wanted to use Elsa as her heir. Okay, the heir to the Snow Witch Kingdom makes sense. Yeah. She could have any daughter, but I guess... No, she couldn't have children of her own. But, but she wanted royal, royal blood. Royal blood, okay. Trust me, it'll make more sense later. All right. Gotta go with me, Maddie. I'm going with you. Now that Elsa and Anna are aware that their parents may still be alive and imprisoned by the Snow Witch, forced into her servitude, basically, Elsa is determined... <laughs> Davy Jones' locker. Yes. Elsa is determined to set out to the Snow Witch's faraway realm and rescue them. So she wants to head out alone. She doesn't want to put her friends in danger. So this is where we have the scene that we see in the trailer right at the beginning where she's attempting to travel across the ocean by freezing a path and skating along as is her way. But since her powers are waning, since she's never really attempted to freeze the open ocean before, she can't do it. But thankfully, her friends are there with a boat. Anna, Kristoff, Olaf, and the lovable Sven are all there, ready to go on the journey together. And they tell her, you don't have to do this on your own. So they set off to the unknown land, and they leave Lieutenant Matthias in charge of the castle while they're away. Because he's a responsible... He's a good guy. ...reasonable man. Now, our heroes will travel across the ocean for a couple of days before finally arriving at the unknown land, where they begin all their wild and wacky adventures. Fun. You're going to see all sorts of hilarious moments where Olaf's going to get into some mischief. Maybe he'll find a lady snowman. Oh, that'd be great. (laughs) I don't think so, though. Maybe another man snowman. Maybe. (laughs) There'll be some great subtext there. And this new land is full of strange and magical creatures, some friendly and some deadly. So we've got giant rock men who cause trouble and fling things around. Maybe some evil trolls, maybe some even more friendly trolls. Maybe. A variety of new creatures that they've never come across before. Do the rock men say you're welcome? Do they sing that song? Yeah, they do. Yeah, that's going to happen. Now, Elsa finds that the closer they get to their destination, the more she regains her powers. So she's getting stronger and stronger the closer they get to the Snow Witch's realm. How interesting. Now, in the dead of night, Elsa will abandon Anna and the rest of the gang in order to set off to confront the Snow Witch by herself because she believes that she can do it alone. She's going to have a musical number at this point when she abandons them that she's got to do it by herself. It's about being independent and doing things for yourself. Makes sense? Yep. And it's not going to be as good as Let It Go. And everyone will be like, yeah, it was good. I might listen to it occasionally, but it's definitely not going to be the standout hit of the movie. And she's also worried about putting her friends in danger as well. Friends and family in danger. Meanwhile, back at the kingdom, we soon find out that Lieutenant Matthias has ulterior motives. Oh, no. Dun, dun, dun. He releases that scoundrel Hans from his prison cell. And we learn that the two of them have been in cahoots the entire time. That betrayer that Judas yeah so Hans has paid off I trusted him Lieutenant Matthias or something along those lines and this has all been an elaborate plot for them to take over the kingdom 
while the cats are away, the mice could play. play. Now, I'm just going to be perfectly honest with you, Maddie D, and our listening audience, that I have no idea from this point what's going to happen <laughs> blow by blow. I've been somewhat vague and somewhat... I've had a few details that I can throw in here and there, but basically, long story short, Elsa will arrive at the Snow Witch's domain and find out that the story that she's been told by Lieutenant Matthias wasn't entirely truthful. So, Lieutenant Matthias has just been telling an altered version of the story in order to get Elsa and the gang out of the castle. We know this by now. And so, the truth is, you're going to have to go with me here, Maddie. I think I know what you're going to say. I think this is a good twist. It turns out that the Snow Witch is Queen Iduna's sister. Really? And Elsa is, in fact, her daughter. So, Anna and Elsa are cousins, not sisters, which is why they look similar. But... Aren't but aren't so yeah. this is why Elsa has powers and Anna doesn't. It wasn't through a curse, it's because she has a completely different mother. Oh, wow, but they're similar enough genetically to have a family resemblance. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's what I came up with. So, the Snow Witch gave Elsa to the king and queen as a baby in the hopes that she'd have a chance at a normal life. I mean, mm-hmm. mind you, she'd still be royalty, but she'd have a, a chance of growing up as a normal little girl. We know this didn't happen <laughs> since the Snow Witch herself can't control her powers sound like oh, someone we know? It does sound like someone we know. So the king and queen, this is where it gets a little shaky. All right. The king and queen had set up for a visit to the Snow Witch. <laughs> Presumably to take her photographs of her daughter to be like, oh, she's growing up so nicely, we'll keep it a secret though. <laughs> but they were accidentally frozen, quite like Anna in the first movie, right. which is why they weren't able to come back. And because the Snow Witch can't control her powers, she couldn't thaw them out. <laughs> Okay. And she's like, shit, well, they're stuck in my garden <laughs> with birds crapping all over them. <laughs> and there's nothing I can do about it. So, you know, she's just a nice little flower arrangement around them. Yes. She's made, she's made it as comfortable as possible for them. She puts a little TV in front of them so they're, they're not bored. She leaves them with the latest potential spoilers podcast every week. Puts those headphones yes. on. But thankfully, Elsa and Anna know how to thaw them out. So that's a, just a good thing that they've come all this way. <laughs> So our heroes are able to break the curse on the Snow Witch and she's finally able to control her powers, probably through the power of love or through the magic of song this will happen. Yep. And Elsa decides to stay with her mother and will eventually become the queen of her own kingdom. Not that she wasn't already back (laughs) at the original kingdom. (laughs) While Anna and friends return home with their parents where they will easily fight off Lieutenant Matthias and Hans and they'll be able to reclaim the kingdom once again. So we got a we got a whole realm now yeah. that they're taking over. Yeah, basically. So we've got Elsa in charge of one kingdom and eventually Anna is going to take over the other kingdom once her parents die. But they're back now. They're frozen. <laughs> They've got all those years that they lost oh, back because <laughs> they were like they were in carbonation, basically. <laughs> so glad we're not frozen anymore. No. So with the king and queen back in the castle, Anna and Kristoff marry. Why and- didn't she move the parents to somewhere warmer? Didn't think of that. <laughs> Didn't think of that. And instead of living as royalty, they run off and have adventures while they're still young, with, of course, the intention of returning to the castle later in life to take over the role of king and queen, because Elsa's no longer there because she's got her own kingdom to rule over, with ice and snowmen that are sentient for some reason running around. And the last note I wrote here to cap everything off is just, I'm sorry. (laughs) 
because I know I'm not going to be close at all, and I know I'm right. going to annoy people who are really into the Frozen verse. Right. But that was the best that I could come up with, and so yeah, I'm looking forward now well, to seeing what it, you brought to the table, it, Manny D. It sounds it's well good for you. Are we similar at all, Pat? Pat, you know what? Surprisingly, we do hit a lot of similarities. Really? Yeah. I find that very hard to believe. Yeah, a little bit, and I think the trailer really begs these sort of details out. So you know, I don't think you're as far as you think you are. Of course, it could be completely different. It does get a little interesting I towards think I threw the end. Every there. possible twist <laughs> under the sun. <laughs> yeah, basically, I ran uh, out of ideas. I, I love the fact that you know the king and queen are just chilling out, literally. In, yeah, uh, literally in the backyard, and they just all come together, and you separate the sisters, which is really bold. Yes, um, but you want to hear what I have to say? Yes. All right. Here's what I have to say. Um, it's got to be better than what I had. <laughs> It's exactly the same. Uh, No. So here we go. This is my plot. And I'm really confident, by the way. I don't think I'll be 100% right, but I think I'm pretty close. Now, I just want to say before I go into this, I didn't know Hans was in this movie. (laughs) So he doesn't appear in my plot. So I I could work him in. It could just be a cameo. You never know. um, But I'm just going to tell you what I have here. And then I might add him later on. But I'm just going to tell you exactly what I came up with. So we're going to open with a song. Of course. Mm, Of course. And it's Anna and she'll be buying things from a market, meeting all the characters like Olaf and Christos. He's bred like always. <laughs> Elsa will open her castle windows to a happy city. Um, Bonjour. What was the what was the name of the city? I know. Arendelle. Arendelle. So she opens up to the happy city of Arendelle. Arendelle, they, sorry. Arendelle. Mm-hmm. They open up to the city of Arendelle. I might have to ask you again for that. And everyone's joining in song. Uh, we see Bonjour. Elsa using her powers freely, like for example, Just freezing birds as they fly past <laughs> the window. <laughs> no, like an example is a child's she ice cream. Bring someone a, a nice cool drink. <laughs> Yeah, like frost someone's drink. An example is like a child's ice cream falls to the ground and she'll make a new one for him. Aww. And and they'll be happy. So And it's sentient. And it's sentient. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, it's, it's eating me. Everything is gravy in the land of Arendelle. Elsa is having trouble sleeping though. She's hearing mm. weird noises. This startles her and confuses her. When she leaves the castle- Kristoff snoring in the next room. <laughs> Because uh, they're like whale noises for some reason. So when she leaves Woo-hoo, the castle, big summer blowout. They see a mysterious spark that's of purpley color appears on the outskirts of town. Elsa follows it, but Christos and the military, which is where we get our good friend, is he a captain? Lieutenant. Lieutenant. We get our good friend, the lieutenant. So she leaves her castle, and there's a mysterious purple spark that appears on the outskirts of town. It might appear as like an aurora borealis. <laughs> what? An aurora borealis. Yep. Christos and the military, which includes our friend, the lieutenant, goes to investigate. We're going to see Christos go up to this spark. It's going to be like almost like a fairy type thing. And he's going to go up curiously, but it's going to react badly to him. And it's going to shoot off into massive flames that nearly burn the wilderness right. surrounding so the town. causes this amazing purple fire yep. that overtakes everything. Yep. That we saw in the trailer. Yeah. I couldn't incorporate that into my plot. Elsa comes in the nick of time an and she uses her snow powers to control the flame. The town feels like they're being attacked by an unknown threat and are understandably mm. fearful. We're going to see a scene with Anna reassuring them with a motivational speech that shows her leadership and she assures them that their town is safe. It's at this time that Elsa confines in Anna in confidence, saying that she heard strange but familiar noises before the attack and feels that this may be connected. The characters are not too sure what to make of this, but a comic interaction by Olaf will break down the tension. Mm. Or the deer, maybe. So they'll get sidetracked. They won't actually discuss what that is. They might be like, oh, this might be related. And then Olaf will be like, I've missed my head. Just coming in. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Breaks the tension up a little bit. So another night. Farts and becomes like an air conditioner. (laughs) Another night, Elsa hears a similar sound. (laughs) Not the farting or the snoring. Yep. The mysterious calling. 
Yeah, she hears a similar sound and she sees out her window another Aurora Borealis. Another purple one. Another purple one. Mm. Not wanting to alarm anyone because how badly did it go before, she sneaks out while everyone is sleeping. There you go. You can have Kristoff snoring if you like. No. Sorry, Kristoff snoring. The noise takes her to the ocean. The scene plays out exactly as it does in the trailer where she tries to use her ice powers. Her ice powers breaks, not because her powers are getting weaker, just mm. because the waves or the magic of the waves Because yeah. it's salt water and that's hard to freeze. Super strong. Exactly, that too, science. No, it's just because the magic that's implemented here is overly powerful right. than Elsa. She nearly drowns, but as she drowns, she sees a water horse. Quite uh, like Sarah Palmer in <laughs> Twin Peaks. <laughs> that's right. Oh, I guess also. So Elsa nearly drowns. Kristoff and Anna come in to save her, narrowly right. rescuing her from drowning. She wakes up in a bed. Because they just happened to be there. Well, they followed her out. Okay. She, they realized she was gone and something was up. So they went to rescue her. There Makes were a sense. few a few steps behind her. So she's As in- was 90% of the plot of the first movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So she wakes up in bed, finally recovered. After telling them what has happened, they decide to seek the wisdom of the trolls. The trolls tell the group that the North is calling Elsa. And to prevent this strange scenarios from continuing, she must go North. To Ibiza? North to Ibiza? In yeah, the Mediterranean absolutely. sun? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm sorry. Venga boys reference. <laughs> Whatever is occurring is something to do with her past. So the group leaves. It is Christoph. It is our dear friend, Sven. It is Anna. It is Olaf. It is Elsa. All our heroes from the first one. All movie. our heroes from the first one. If I'm mentioning the group, that's who they are. Yeah. They all march off together and they're going to leave the lieutenant. Matthias. Matthias in charge. Sounds like a good plan. Because he's a good guy. Because yeah. <laughs> they're like, we know you betrayed everyone in the last plot, yeah. but we're going to give you in another chance. You're the bad guy. We're going to give you another <laughs> you can chance. redeem yourself this are time. Are you sure? Oh, yeah, I'll be good. All right, then. So they head off on their adventure to the unknown. There's a big cloud that blocks blocks their way and Elsa will use, use her, her powers, powers to, to disperse get, it to disperse it and go through during their adventure they'll see the same purple spark appear but it appears to like Elsa interesting right yeah but Kristoff it's not a lady purple spark is it immediately attacks it because of his bad experience before he's like oh no this thing is bad uh, this altercation will lead the group to split up into different groups. Mm-hmm. Elsa will be by herself. Uh, I think Aww. Christos and Sven will be on one group and Olaf and Anna will be in another group. Makes sense. It might be the case that Sven, Christoff, Olaf and Anna are in the same collection, but I've seen them separately in the trailer, so I'm going to split them off into groups of three. Don't worry, Kieran. I know you're tearing up. They're going to meet up together later. So in my version, she left them in the dead of the night so she wouldn't hurt their feelings, but here they're just like, they have a fight. And Elsa's no, like, no, you no. know what? Screw you guys. No, no, no. The, the flame. I'm the, going on my own. There's a massive action sequence where this flame right. you know breaks the ground and in the Oh it physically splits them up. Yeah, physically they splits aren't them up. Emotionally split up. No, okay, no, no, makes no, no. more sense. So now. maybe like a rock formation falls, maybe there's cracks in the earth. As they escape, they're just parting ways and they right. can't reconnect right. for now. Yeah. I'm going with it. So as they split up, it'll lead to hilarious and character interactions. Shenanigans. They will meet characters along the way. I'm going to call that there's going to be somebody who's introduced for either adorable effect or comedic effect. I foresee that they're going to... Not another Olaf. Befriend an old witch, maybe, or a hermit. That's just like a Yoda sort of force that leads to many comedic interactions. Someone you'll see hanging on a plushy rack or something like that. We're going to be introduced to characters like that along the way. Elsa will go it alone until she comes to the castle. When she's coming into the castle... What castle? uh, This is where the spark led her to. Okay. Yeah. So she comes into a, a castle. This is where the noise is coming from. This is the source of the power. Okay. This great castle on a mountain. Maybe uh, it was in her dream. Maybe. 
So you saw a vision of it earlier in the movie. Maybe. So as she's going in, she sees that there's these big rock monsters storming around. And she's like, oh my God, got to get out of the way of this. And this is when this famous spark appears. And it'll act as a guide for Elsa to follow, which will take her directly up to the castle. Mm. Now, this was a device of magic. And this was its design the whole time, was to find Elsa and bring her to whoever was in this castle. Mm. A lot like everything was. The noises, the images, they were all designed to bring Elsa to this mysterious person. So Elsa manages to go through a scenic route, avoiding the two rock monsters that guard the castle and finally make it in. This is where we're introduced to our main antagonist. Oh. Her name... Is Hans. Is... Now, I do apologize if I'm mispronouncing this name. Her name is Freya, or Freya. Where this name originates from, and correct me if I've pronounced it incorrectly, but it's a Norse god. Now, Elsa's mother... I think it is Freya. Yeah, Freya. Elsa's mother is a god of Norse mythology. I believe it has something to do with winter. I might be incorrect. I I don't actually know. I... I'm going to have to take your word for it. This movie, just to give a little background information of why I come to this, this movie is coming out on fall. A lot of the images seem to relate that this is to do with all. Autumn. So this particular character will have more of affiliation with autumn rather than Elsa has with winter. Except it'll be spring here. So the closest god I could it's find. Not work for us. The closest god I could find to fall or autumn was Freya. Freya, mm. who was a god of fertility and nature. So that's where that comes yeah, from. perfect for autumn. Yeah, you got to go. with <laughs> Wouldn't it, be spring at all. You got to go with it. If I am right, I'm going to be so smart. Okay, so all right, that's my character. That's who is here. So Freya, who at first seems to be evil, comes across super friendly towards Does she Elsa. Have a bow and arrow. <laughs> no. Does oh yeah, have, sure. Why not? I thought you were making a, strong, a brave. No, I wasn't. I was making a Freya reference. <laughs> all right. Sure. Maybe. Well, she's got power. She doesn't need a bow and arrow. Okay. Fair enough. So she reveals herself to be. Elsa's aunt. Wow. Yep. Who would have thunk it? The sister of Elsa and Anna's mother. She explains that members of her family have special powers over the natural world. So Mm. it's a gift. So she's got the purple fire power. So for Freya, she represents autumn, which I said. So her powers are relating to earth and flame. And this is kind of her bread and butter. The large stone monsters outside was something she created, a lot like how Elsa in created. created. the big abominable snowman thing. Exactly. Very, or even Olive. They look even the same, to be honest. Yep. And it was something that she wanted to protect herself. So when the girls were born, so when Elsa and Anna were born, they learned that Elsa had a similar gift. And she wanted to... What a coincidence. Freya wanted to to allow her to harness it. Elsa's mother believed that locking her away was not the right decision and was influenced a lot by Elsa's father as well. So they wanted to protect Elsa from Freya and they decide to leave, causing a massive falling out of the family. Freya doesn't trust or like people and serves as a metaphor for what Elsa could have been. uh, Basically was at one point. Yeah, when she found out about Elsa being alive, she tried to use magic to lead her back into the castle. Elsa will have a Disney-style villain song that describes all of this so there'll be a lot of in this explanation Elsa will not Freya sorry Freya will have a Disney style villain song describing all this so there'll be a lot of backstory in these explanations which is where you see the mother the horse that Elsa sees is the horse that uh, Freya tried to steal Elsa away in but the parents came and saved her okay does that make sense try to steal her away in a horse yeah (laughs) okay Riding on a horse. Oh, okay. Not in the horse. <laughs> not not in the horse, okay, but yep. on horseback. So this is where Anna, Kristoff, and Olaf finally come into the castle. They finally join up and they re- they're at the castle doors demanding to save Elsa. Elsa runs out of the castle during a monologue by Freya. Olaf has befriended the golems the two giant stone creatures, mm. and they turn out to be very childlike and Does innocent. Does he ride around on one of their shoulders? Yeah, they turn out to be very dim-witted and very nice. Okay. So they all become friends. So the menacing things that you saw before, they go, oh, hey. You know, and we yeah. all laugh. We all break the tension there. We all buy the toy. We all buy the toy. We all get the Happy Meal. Yep. 
Freya does a fire damage attack on Kristoff because he's wanting to attack the castle. But it gears 20 points of damage on them. But it gears towards Elsa as Kristoff gets out of the way. Anna jumps in and takes bulk of the magic. There's an she emotion- loves doing that, doesn't yep. she? There's an emotional moment where we think Anna is dead. Freya is so moved Instead by the fact- Instead of phrasing, she just burns to death. Freya is so moved by the fact that someone without powers, her sister no less, could show such an act of love, and Freya redeems herself by magically healing Anna. They all go back to their town. Freya gets to have a second chance at the family and a new lease on life. The big stone creatures turn into their actual form, which is cute little stone sprites oh, isn't uh, that, cute? that are very childlike and very like bumbling. They, they can sell hang- two different versions of the same toy. Boom, you're thinking about the money. And they hang around with Olaf as well. Anna repays the favor of sisterly love and they may even get an endearing wedding between Kristoff and Anna, which is all fantastical. Why were they delayed for three years in your version? Yeah, you know cold feet maybe the same as yeah. you okay cool i think it's just going to be one of those things that they're too busy being leaders of the town to worry about their personal right. lives fair enough and then we end with an uplifting song and that's my plot um if hans is in it he's just going to be a guy that's trying to get back with Anne, maybe take over maybe he'll chase them and get oh and matthias defeated. oh yeah he's a total champ yeah he's a total he redeemed champ. himself in your one yeah he's fine he's he's what just like he's just there at the doors going welcome back guys he even has a tray of cookies he's like hey i baked these for you yeah that's my wonderful plot. i you know, I don't know what you think. Uh, I'm very confident, though. I'm actually surprised at how similar mm. our plots were. Yeah. We basically have a mysterious woman who is partially responsible for Elsa's powers. I think if you watch the trailer and if you've seen the movie, you kind of come to that conclusion. It's got to yeah. be someone I guess you kind of have to. Um, it may be her mother, but I don't I know. I like the aunt angle. Well, yeah. well, it was aunt and mother in mine, wasn't it? So, But if you say that someone, there's a person that has autumn powers, there's a person that has winter powers, there's two other seasons to explore in a sequel in a sequel we will see but now if you have your own version of what you think is going to happen in frozen 2 if you think maddie d and i are completely wrong and you want to put us on the right track you can let us know by leaving a comment on this episode's page or you can send us an email at potential spoilers pod at gmail.com that's all one word for potential spoilers pod otherwise you can find us on facebook we've got our own podcast page under potential spoilers podcast it's pretty easy using the facebook search bar be a modern day internet user yes and that's how you can let us know what you think is going to happen if you have any thoughts But maybe you think Matty D and I's plots, well, one of our plots is so good, mm, probably not mine, <laughs> that you just want to let us know that we're doing a great job. You can yeah. just send us a thumbs up if you think we're on the right track. Yeah, we'll or a take big that. unhappy face <laughs> if you listen to my plot and think it's <laughs> as bad as I do. But yeah, so now that we've got Frozen 2 out of the way, what movie are we going to be talking about next week? What a weight off our shoulders, right? Yes. Yeah, well, I, if I felt more satisfied about it, I'd be more relieved, <laughs> but... What are we doing next week? Next week, we're looking at the latest Ryan Johnson film. Can he redeem himself or can he follow up the success slash failure of (laughs) The Last Jedi? Right. It all just depends on how you view that last Star Wars movie, whether you think he's a visionary or a complete total hack. We're exploring his new passion project, Knives Out, Mm. which is basically a modern take on the old-fashioned whodunit, the old murder mystery. Yeah. Starring about 20 really famous people. (laughs) I can't wait to talk all about them next week, so join us for that. Yes, We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Let it go. Please do. Woohoo! Big summer blowout.